Humboldt Last Week is Humboldt County's news podcast, available where you get podcasts and at HumboldtLastWeek.com. There's also a new music, indie music, and alternative music radio station with no commercials and an opportunity to shop for good at HumboldtLastWeek.com. This programming is only possible because of local sponsors and supporters like you. October is Member Appreciation Month at North Coast Co-op. Members save 10% off an individual purchase of their choice during the month of October. That's North Coast Co-op in Arcata and Eureka. Primal Decor, a local favorite for tattoos and piercings off Myrtle and Eureka. Online at primaldecor.com and Primal Sister Store Still, Humboldt's finest head shop and culture store off 101 in South Eureka. Online at stillhumboldt.com. Bell Star Women's Clothing Store in Old Town, contributing ghoulish delights, frightening fashions, and nonprofit proceeds at the Haunted Runway October 29th at Septon Trio in Arcata. That's Bell Star in Old Town Eureka. Bongo Boy Studio, a professional recording and music production facility, which is a favorite for local bands and songwriters. Learn more at bongoboystudio.com. The North Coast Journal, a free weekly news magazine and website about politics, business, life, and leisure in Humboldt. Head to northcoastjournal.com. And photography by Shy, family portraits, couples, groups, solo, and more. Spelled S-H-I. Check out the shots at photographybyshy.com. Hey, I'm Miles. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for supporting local journalism and community information. I hope you're getting excited for Halloween. Hope you're adapting to the changing of the seasons nicely these uh, shorter days. But hey, let's get things rolling for this episode dated Friday, October 21st. What a roller coaster this was with the judge overruling the jury. A former murder suspect is not getting over $750,000 for malicious prosecution. Kyle Zollner was suspected of murdering David Josiah Lawson or DJ Lawson with a knife at a 2017 house party in Arcata. After Kyle alleged malicious prosecution, this jury recently believed Kyle's view that a former Arcata cop essentially had it out for Kyle when the officer wrongly wrote that a witness ID'd Kyle by name. Turns out he wasn't ID'd by name. But uh, the cops and DA used alternate evidence besides that when they charged Kyle with DJ's murder. So yeah, this jury decided to award Kyle with over 750 k for that recently. But then this judge overruled the jury, determined any reasonable cop would have thought there was a probable cause to charge Kyle. So Kyle's getting zero. I'll read from the judge's ruling, quote, A reasonable officer could believe there was a fair probability Kyle stabbed DJ Lawson. Based on the undisputed evidence at trial indicating the officer knew Kyle was the only person present with the motive to stab DJ, he was the only person seen fighting with and thus having the opportunity to stab DJ, and he was the only person with blood-soaked clothes, end quote. After this 2017 fatal stabbing, which came after a bunch of fights at this college party, Kyle saw charges dropped due to a lack of available evidence, and Kyle's defenders also debated the notion of self-defense. Either way, per redheaded black belt, DJ's mom said DJ had never been in trouble with the law. He was kind. He was a scholar. He was butchered. End quote. You don't need to have an eyewitness with evidence that was presented. DNA, bloody clothes, and a motive. Why do you need an eyewitness? That would be my question to DA Maggie Fleming. End quote. You could read more via redheaded black belt. And this story has been a heck of a roller coaster as four city officials now have a temporary restraining order against Arcata City Council member Brett Watson. There's going to be a hearing about that restraining order where both sides can be heard coming up November 4th, days before the November 8th election. You could read more via the journal. This all comes after Brett commissioned a dueling report to the city of Arcata stating there's not enough evidence to prove he sexually harassed a colleague. 
Arcata's longer report says he did do the harassing. In addition to all that, Brett was in the news for a DUI arrest and drug charges again. Arcata City Council member Brett Watson's restraining order hearing is November 4th, then voters decide on his re-election November 8th. Well, this story, of course, is very brutal. The mom of a young man who last year murdered three people in the Bear River area is going to jail for about a year for trying to help her son escape after those crimes. These murders received national attention where this then 18-year-old gunned down a 16-year-old girl and her parents after he was caught in the girl's bedroom. This young man and the victims were relatives and alcohol was going around that night. He then went on the run that night with the help of his mom and her then boyfriend, and they were all captured in Utah. The boyfriend's also facing charges for helping. That'll happen at a later date. Prosecutors last week noted one of the murder victims, the mom of the girl, clung to life for hours before dying in Bear River. And if this was called in right away, maybe her life could have been saved. That was alleged at trial. The judge did go with the max, which was a year in jail after hearing from the victim's loved ones. The message was, do not aid criminals, even if they're your family. This triple murderer's mom expressed remorse in the courtroom, and you could read more in the Times Standard. Wild video was released showing an ex-local cop firing at suspects through his windshield in Eureka while he was driving. Remember back in July when police officers exchanged fire with suspects running away? One suspect shot at him first, they shot back, a suspect bullet went into a home over by the golf course, the suspect vehicle crashed into another vehicle near the hospital, it was just a crazy one. And like I said, this former sheriff's officer who shot back, he now works in Willits, can be seen in this video last summer uh, multitasking, we could call it. He's driving on the road chasing these guys while firing at them through his cruiser windshield, one hand on the handle and trigger, the other hand aiming this long gun while steadying the steering wheel. <laughs> I think the department line was unconventional use of force. You could read more via Kim Kemp. Okay, I'll admit it was not an interesting story when the Eureka restaurant Trace Chiles Picosos posted a picture of staff with the My Pillow guy, the one who parroted false claims about the 2020 election. It, however, became a lot more interesting when the owner of that business made national news complaining about people choosing to boycott her restaurant over the photo. The restaurant claimed to receive threatening calls about the MyPillow photo beyond criticism and talk of boycotting the restaurant. Folks at Trace Chiles Picosos and Eureka said they were unaware of the MyPillow guy's role in politics when they posted that photo. But now knowing his role, they said they would still post the photo, quote, even if I did know, I would have done the same. If Joe Biden came in, I would have done the same. If Donald Trump came in, we would have done the same, end quote. In response to criticism, the restaurant owner stated people had no right to boycott her restaurant over politics, which some keenly pointed out we have every right to do that in the USA because of the First Amendment. Many in the community are choosing not to support a business that's okay with promoting extremist ideologies that are detrimental to democracy. Supporters of the MyPillow guy and Donald Trump, however, say they'll give the restaurant some business because patriots. Again, that is Trace Chiles Picosos in Eureka. Yet another local high schooler is in juvie after threatening a school shooting on social media, this time a 16-year-old girl in Fortuna. Boys in Fortuna and Arcata were recently arrested for similar threats. You could read more via Kim Kemp. Out of the Humboldt County Airport, the ongoing pilot shortage will probably delay the start of our direct flights to Seattle and Portland. Bummer. It is a fluid situation, but a rep told the Times Standard we could be a year and a half to three years out from that. Dang, I didn't know that. I hope it's earlier. 
A trial is underway with allegations a hitman was hired by a gang before this shooting last year at a house in McKinleyville. A guy from Crescent City is accused of being hired by the Norteño Street Gang to kill a guy after the guy allegedly stole from the gang. Officials claim this dude fired into this house 11 times, but apparently the target was not hit. Cops found 200 pounds of weed at this house, and you could read more via the Times Standard. This popular true crime podcast covered this historic Humboldt County case where a Hoopa Native American was wrongly convicted of a 1925 double murder north of Bridgeville. This part Hoopa guy, Jack Ryan, was just in the wrong place at the wrong time in Coyote Flat. Story goes that a corrupt DA, corrupt DA who was later convicted of bootlegging, by the way, was involved in allegedly planning evidence, paying women to falsify rape allegations against him, and torturing and killing Jack's brother while threatening the same would happen to him unless he confessed to these two murders before Jack fearfully confessed to these murders he did not commit. Media in the 1920s was flat-out racist when they thought Jack committed these crimes. News accounts at the time called him a half-breed. Anyway, Jack was paroled in 1953. In 1969, then-Governor Ronald Reagan commuted his sentence. Ryan died of natural causes in 1978, and after that, an investigator in the 90s was responsible for Ryan's posthumous pardon by then-Governor Pete Wilson. This investigator in the 1990s found records showing that this corrupt Humboldt County DA back in the 1920s knew Jack was innocent. It's been floated the actual murderers in this case were cops or people affiliated with officials. Thanks to friend of the show, Frank, for pointing this out. This podcast is uh, very successful. It's hosted by Golden State Killer investigator Paul Holes and New York Times contributor and crime historian Kate Winkler Dawson. And it dives deep into this historic Humboldt story that is the Buried Bones podcast. And the episode's called Coyote Flat. One time, Mad TV guest Joe Rogan... I'm going to start doing that instead of actually saying what people are known for. Just pull some obscure thing off Wikipedia. The UFC commentator slash Fear Factor host slash biggest podcaster in the world, Joe Rogan, was chatting with Red Hot Chili Peppers frontman Anthony Kiedis, and the Hoopa show came up. They were talking about a desire to appropriate culture respectfully in the interest of art. Some tidbits I gathered were that bassist Flea went to a powwow, and that's how the Chili Peppers got on track to doing that show on the Hoopa reservation, and that Hoopa tribal members didn't seem to mind appropriation when they gave band members tribal clothing to wear. That topic led to appreciation for our country as a cultural melting pot. Kiedis also said the Hoopa show was the best show they played in a long time because of the good energy and probably because it was free and atypical, right? Yeah, she's that Grammy-winning musician and actress who grew up in Eureka, and October 16th in Eureka is now known as Sarah Bareilles Day. After her free show for like 10,000 people at Halverson Park, the line was winding deep into Old Town Eureka, and the park was packed. That was before Sarah was presented with the key to the city. Okay, okay, she might need a new plaque for that key to the city because her last name was spelled wrong. Uh-oh. But some people also remarked over the fuss over reserving these free tickets, and they weren't even checking tickets at the gate. But in reply, I saw a comment from Melissa saying, nah, they didn't check for tickets, but they did put on a free and beautiful and safe concert with beer and food and restrooms, catching up with fellow community members and participating in an awesome event with the city of Eureka, event staff, Mario Mattioli, Huckleberry Flint, and of course, Sarah Bareilles, who 
you know, usually fetches over a hundred bucks for a ticket. And it was free. Props to Humboldt Last Week Friend Photography by Shy also for pointing out the amazing job crews did cleaning up so quickly after that monster event. It was like so clean there right after. What a great time. Awesome. Okie dokie artichokey, let's check out some events found via the North Coast Journal calendar, also Loco Lowdown and beyond. It's a Halloween costume contest, food trucks, vendors, all ages and free, the Halloween block party at the Lager Bar in Blue Lake, Saturday, October 22nd. High energy indie folk from Portland, Casey Neal at the Arcata Playhouse, Sunday, October 23rd. A Canadian indie band that I've added to Humboldt Last Week Radio because they're coming to town, always at the Arcata Theater Lounge, Monday, October 24th. A San Francisco punk band that I've added to Humboldt Last Week Radio because they're coming to town. Destroy Boys in the Kate Buchanan Room at Cal Poly Humboldt, Friday, October 28th. Four bands doing a bunch of classic punk covers. A Halloween show at the Shanty in Eureka, Friday, October 28th. A costume party with surf rock, reggae, punk, and ska, and it's all ages. The Halloween Boogie at the Mateel and Sohum in Redway, Saturday, October 29th. A Halloween show featuring a local Humboldt Last Week radio band, Object Heavy, at the Arcata Theater Lounge, Saturday, October 29th. A bluegrass jam band from Michigan that's pretty damn good, Green Sky Bluegrass at Blue Lake Casino, Tuesday, November 1st. Future folk artist from L.A. who is Willie Nelson's son, Particle Kid, at the Old Steeple in Ferndale, Friday, November 11th. And talented women rocking the Led Zeppelin cover, Zepparella, at Blue Lake Casino, Friday, November 18th. For community markets, live music, stand-up comedy, pumpkin patches, haunted houses, and more, check out that North Coast Journal calendar. That wraps up our episode for Friday, October 21st. I believe I'm going to take next week off, so I'll be back the week after that. Stay tasty out there, folks. Tasty? Stay safe? Safe is better. Humboldt Last Week is Humboldt County's news podcast, available where you get podcasts and at HumboldtLastWeek.com. There's also a new music, indie music, and alternative music radio station with no commercials and an opportunity to shop for good at HumboldtLastWeek.com. This programming is only possible because of local sponsors and supporters like you. October is Member Appreciation Month at North Coast Co-op. Members save 10% off an individual purchase of their choice during the month of October. That's North Coast Co-op in Arcata and Eureka. Primal Decor, a local favorite for tattoos and piercings off Myrtle and Eureka. Online at primaldecor.com and Primal Sister Store Still, Humboldt's finest head shop and culture store off 101 in South Eureka. Online at stillhumboldt.com. Bell Star, women's clothing store in Old Town, contributing ghoulish delights, frightening fashions, and nonprofit proceeds at the Haunted Runway, October 29th at Septon Trio in Arcata. That's Bell Star in Old Town, Eureka. Bongo Boy Studio, a professional recording and music production facility, which is a favorite for local bands and songwriters. Learn more at bongoboystudio.com. The North Coast Journal, a free weekly news magazine and website about politics, business, life, and leisure in Humboldt. Head to northcoastjournal.com. And photography by Shy, family portraits, couples, groups, solo, and more. Spelled S-H-I. Check out the shots at photographybyshy.com. 